people of the Plannerverse, welcome to the Hitchhiker's Guide to the Plannerverse, episode number 40. Ooh. Hello, Over Steve. Hello. <laughs> we, we're sort of getting to the cusp of the hill at That's this it. point. That, or is it's that all, now it's pushed all up? downhill from here. We have yeah. reached the pinnacle. So they say. The last episode was the pinnacle, and we are now headed towards the end of it. In this episode, Steve and I have decided to encourage Kim Kiabu, our colleague from Hawaii, and uh, we have taken her suggestion to do our episode on good and bad planning habits. Oh my goodness, there's so much to discuss. <laughs> Did you see what she wrote in her planner? So This uh, is almost like a confessional, <clears throat> isn't it? Indeed, indeed. It's like, please call us with your bad planning habits. We'd like to hear from you. <laughs> what did you do to your planner yesterday? <laughs> Taxi cab confessions. I left my planner in it. <laughs> yeah. Just like the movie, yeah? Is that number one? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Bad planning tip number one. Bad planning habit. Don't leave your planner in a taxi cab. <laughs> Or actually, Especially we could reverse that and say good again. good planning habits would be check your seat when you get up from wherever you're going to make sure mm. that you've cleared the area. <laughs> that and your phone, yeah. <laughs> right. So, Steve, yes. I'm going to start with you, since you're the only other person I have to speak with on this um, <laughs> podcast. What do you consider one of the worst bad planning habits that people have that you've seen or that you yourself use? Without sort of trying to point the finger too much. Yeah. <laughs> right. <laughs> Maybe you, the obvious one may that or may not springs be to mind instantly is not using it at all. Yeah. You know, you, yeah. you have a planner yeah. and you just leave it closed on your desk or you don't take it out of your bag or you you, you just sort of either forget to use it completely or you just sort of, you know, shut it off and try and think, oh, it's all right, I can remember that. Yeah. Or remember whatever. And if you're like me, mm, that never happens. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, I'm guilty of Remembering that Remembering things, that well, is. I'm guilty of that too. <clears throat> and it usually is when I'm most stressed. That's what happens mm. is because I think to myself, oh, I've only got two things going on that I need to write down this week. The rest of the time I'm out of the house, I've got to worry about other things. And what happens is those two things sit quietly in a room and they breed <laughs> and they become five <laughs> things. And by the week's end, you've got 10 things that you're now managing in your head instead of on paper. And so no matter how scribbly your chicken scratches, no matter how poorly you think you write, I think it's worth to mention that a good planning habit would be to use your planner no matter what. Right. Would you agree, Steve? All, all the time. Yeah. Yeah. I, I certainly do that now. I certainly, you know, carry my, take, you know, normally previous in a previous life, my A5 never moved from the desk virtually. Now, of course, I take it out with me on most occasions, not all. Mm. But even if I'm just doing some stuff, stuff upstairs now, I, I take it upstairs with me because then I can write stuff down in it um, fairly easily and without too much hassle. Um, another bad thing to do, and I'm very guilty of this, dun, dun, dun. is writing sort of what you think are nice short cryptic notes, which actually made perfect sense to you at the time. <laughs> Wait 24 hours and you think, what on earth? <laughs> what did I write? <laughs> you just keep looking at the thing, trying to work out what, what? 
what do I mean by that sort of cryptic two-word or three-word note? And, the way um, to break so, that habit, I've found, is to associate it and put it in context. Yes. And so if you're going to give a place, put a name of a person as well. Yeah. If you're going to give a name, put a number and so on. Always have some mm. by, by uh, what do you call that, double-coded code that you can attach something to. So if there's mm. a name, there has to be a number. If there's a place, there has to be a, uh, an address or a name and so on. So you're always in context. A classic example of mine is rather than just say upload, I actually write which episode I'm going to upload because <laughs> yeah, upload what mm. photos, upload <laughs> who knows? Well, if it's episodes we're talking about, it's very easy for me to pick up the wrong one, <laughs> and suddenly you're saying one thing and the show notes say something else. But anyway, mm. it's, it's never happened yet. I'm sure that it will do one day. Another bad planning but, habit I have is if I travel, I, I think to myself, oh, well, I won't need that. I won't need my mm. big planner with me, so I just won't plan. And then sure enough, something will come up. So it's always helpful, even if you don't want to take your main planner with you because it's just too big. Take a smaller one where you can write things down, and then if you come home, when you come home, you can transfer stuff over. Mm. I'm, I'm traveling soon, and what I've done is I sort of consciously thought, right, what pages don't i need to take with me i can archive a few of the recent weeks right out take them out of the sort of recent ones and do i really need to go through as far as you know august or september next year no i can get away with sort of i don't know where, where did i actually eventually cut it down to i think about march or somewhere around about then so that's sufficient but i've still got a, a year planner in there and some lined paper um I actually only went as far as January. I didn't even go into next year. There we go. Um, so I've still got a year planner in there for next year. So it's slimmed it down considerably. Okay. Um, so it's lighter on the back. <laughs> one of the, one of the um, issues I've had with planning, especially with digital calendars, is that I get very excited about the potential of setting up a routine for myself. And I'll go mm. ahead and plug in things that I see, I foresee myself doing or accomplishing as a ritualistic uh, schedule. So, for example, let's say every Monday at 8 a.m. I might see myself writing as an example. And sure yeah. enough, three Mondays in a row will come and something will have come up on that 8 o'clock hour to bump me from being able to write at 8 a.m., and I think one of the bad habits that I've developed is thinking, well, if I haven't done that, then it's completely shot and I, I shouldn't plan that anymore. I think a suggestion might be is to um, consider moving the, the hour or moving the day because obviously something yeah. else is coming up if it's important enough to take over whatever you've planned. It doesn't mean your routine now has to be scratched, mm -hmm. you, but you can just reschedule it for when when you can. Mm -hmm. one, one thing that I'm been trying to do recently is the sort of night before sort of thing just run through the planner and through my little head um to sort of work out what am i planning to do tomorrow and sort of think through when i'm going to be doing things if it's not already down as a specific appointment say yeah which often it isn't um I will sort of literally just pencil some notes in on the planner. And then 
being in pencil, I can always you know change it on the fly right. for, fairly easily. Um, and that seems to work quite well. I've found uh, recently. It's so um, a good habit would be the night before. Yeah, sort of look through your sort of calendar the night before, just to remind yourself of what you are intending to do um, the following day. It also helps cement in my head which day it is. <laughs> which <laughs> yes. This is this reoccurring theme of mine, but it, it, it's it's a the battle is real. Uh, he's not it's, kidding. Um, he today he was questioning me what day we are. <laughs> I think he said the name <laughs> of the week four times before he convinced himself it was true. <laughs> Um, well, one of the, that's one of the reasons I enjoy setting up a master task list for the month mm. and for the year, because if there's stuff that has rolled over from June to July and you find yourself in August with a master task list from June of items that still haven't been completed, it's nice to be able to put an end date to them and say, oh, must be completed by, let's say, end of September. And that way, if you do meet with let's say the evening before you want to set up your planner and you look through your planner and you say well I have got nothing going on tomorrow or I've got only one or two things going on tomorrow reach back to that master task list and see if there's mm -hmm. something that you can knock off or delegate or plan for that week so that you're now continuing to knock off items and that way you can be complete with another task list that you've had set up for yourself another bad habit Overfilling your plan. Oh, yeah. Overstuffing, right? Yeah. And we're not talking about content, people. We're talking about pages. <laughs> well, pages as well as stuff in the pockets. I, I, you know, I've seen some of these photographs of overly stuffed, you know, the, the obese planners. <laughs> and you think, hmm, how much of that is real really necessary on a daily basis it's it's very tempting and i'm just as guilty as the rest of you if you've got big rings oh i can stick some extra spare pages in there you know and you end up i ended up walking around at the end of each last couple of years we're sort of full two years worth of week per view just because they would fit in right you know? mm -hmm. <laughs> but there's no real need for it um you know, my life doesn't get that busy that far in advance that I couldn't actually do it on something less than the full, you know, the, the full sort of calendar for the whole year. It, 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 I, I think it starts off with good intentions, though. I think, yeah. you know, I know from for me, I like big rings and I cannot lie. Um, I will use my mm. big rings, but the other things tend to creep in. And so I'll say to mm. myself, I'm I'm purposefully buying these rings because I'd like to keep one year's calendar in there. But then mm. I'll say, oh, look, I'll have room. I can add this as well. Mm -hmm. And sure enough, the creep starts in and you say, hmm, yep. wouldn't it be nice to also have a list of, let's say, everything <laughs> in my pantry? Oh, yes, let's add that in there too. And before <laughs> you know it, you've got yourself this entire, which is great. It's a file of facts as a planner should be. But you mm. want to make sure, as Steve said, that you're carrying around things that add value to your day and not just bulk to your back. Yeah. And if it's if it's not your planner that you've got oodles of pages with, what about your storage boxes of spur inserts? Yeah, yeah. That's a bad habit, isn't um, it? I have that. I'm guilty that, of that. Oh, now, so bad. The other day, <laughs> because I'm going back to London soon, and I've, I started looking at paper chase um, online store yeah. and thinking, oh, their inserts look interesting. Yeah. Oh, that looks interesting. I thought, whoa, 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 hold on a minute. 
what have I already got in the cupboard? Exactly. So I spent an hour or two. I literally <laughs> spread over the desk. It was quite funny, really. <laughs> um, all the different inserts that I've got in A5 size. That was only one I was only interested in. Mm. We won't go anywhere else. That's another story. Um, and so- sorted them into the different types, different colours, where it's just coloured paper and all that sort of thing. Right. And, <laughs> yes, I, I don't need to buy any address sheets from now till... <laughs> <laughs> about five years time if i ever use them <laughs> well that's why well, it's so important to keep everything together yeah. and i know uh, we we talk about this at planerology all the time with the con marie stuff there is a reason there's a there's a reason to her madness when she says collect all of the same things together at the same time in the same place mm-hmm. so that you can see yeah. how many of one thing you have and that way you can make decisions on whether you're spending your money in the right direction or not that's a horrible habit. I know I have. I still have drawers behind me, Steve, that I'm pointing to <laughs> where I haven't gone through yet. And I know that I've got A5 running amok. I've got personal size running amok. And I find mm. myself constantly looking for things that I can't find. And that's one of my goals for November is to align these and put them in a shoe box, perhaps, or a smaller box mm. that will allow me to see everything, including paraphernalia for mm. the various ring sizes. One particular size. Yeah, yeah. One, what I ended up doing with mine was I used some A to Z dividers, A to Z yeah. index yeah. things, to sort them into, you know, so A has got addresses in it, F has got financial, etc. Um, it just seemed, without actually having to go out and buy or label anything, I thought, well, the the, the A to Zs are already there, let's just use them, you know. Um, yeah, well, and there's, there's there's blank pages too. I get I get blank yeah. pages from here and there. And Kim was actually nice enough to send me a whole uh, stack of personal sized blank sheets and hole punch them as well. I love her for that because <laughs> <laughs> uh, one of the I hate hole punching and slicing and dicing paper. Um, but it, I it ideally one would be able to manage or know at a moment's notice, and that might be a nice sheet to set up in one of your planners is to keep yeah. a, a content list of what you own as mm. far as stationery goes, not just planners, but how many sheets, how many stacks, how many stickers, how many whatevers mm. you've got so that you can maintain track and inventory. And if you do use up some of it, then you will know off of your list to recreate and be able to purchase which stockists keep what and which prices and, and, and so on. Mm. Now that you are going back to London, you'll be able to hopefully get better prices and some of those items. Well, it's it's just it's a case of being able to buy stuff, whereas you know buying stuff here locally is not never easy. But um, there we go. So yes, you know, sort of be conscious about how much you're, you know, it, it does get a bit out of hand, especially when it's in a size that you no longer really actively use. Um, I've got a small box full of stuff that's for pocket size, which would be fairly unusual for me to use these days and i've got loads of stuff for um personal size yeah. still but i'm not going to chuck it out it's just going to be um kept for you know mock-ups for reviews and stuff where i sort of you know almost not pretend to put something together but it just helps when you're trying to sh- you know display something right what it actually looks like sort of thing right um compared to sort of just the original sort of um what the stuff comes with sort of thing so from that point of view it's always handy to have 
um, other stuff. And it's amazing how much stuff you got. But it's it's good to get it all together in one place. Yes. Cause at one time, you used to just leave it in you know the other unused organizers because you've got stuff all over the place then well then the, your organizers are always closed and in them. boxes or on shelves so yeah. how do you know what's in them unless that's yeah. the only yeah. place you keep them then in that case yeah. i'd say go ahead yeah. another bad habit i know i have or i had i don't do this anymore is that i used to uh, travel with my planners and i take all my accoutrements with me so washi mm. tape colorful pens stickers that sort of thing uh shears corner rounders all of that would come with me in, in one package and if i didn't have one little thing with me oh that's it we can't plan now uh yeah mm. stop that people that's insanity and so now i just travel with the one pen and, I, and that's how i know i've been traveling is because uh, the planning shows the planning mm. in only one color as opposed to when i'm home I can see it in multiple colors. Mm. It's like if I'm traveling, I don't take my, you know, my full A5 journal with me. It, it's one, it's too heavy. And you know, what would happen if I lost the damn thing? Um, so whilst I'm away, I just use a little, you know, cheap disposable notebook, basically with a few pages in it, just purely for those four or five days. And then I transfer the notes into the main journal and then shred the notes that I made. Easy peasy, right? Yeah. Yeah. That's a nice way of thinking of it. Yeah. So I don't necessarily, you know, attempt to sort of take a whole journal with me that's, you know, that's a sort of 12 month thing if I'm only going away for three or four days. Right. It's just. Um, it doesn't make sense. Yeah. Well, it doesn't make sense because, you know, weight limits and what have you is, is bad news, basically. Another bad planning thing would be habit would be is if you do take your planner with you while traveling and then not use it, right? You just carry it around from place yeah. to place. Has that yeah. happened to you, Steve? <laughs> um, um. <laughs> He's looking around all innocently. <laughs> it's happened to all of us. That's why we're saying it. Um, the whole point of planning, and and that might be if you're not using it, it might be because you brought along the wrong planner. And what I mean by that is perhaps you needed to consider bringing along a journal instead of a calendar and the other or vice yeah. versa. So I notice that when I do travel, I end up with um, the Giramondo style, uh, traveler's mm. notebook style notebooks with me because that is more conducive to whipping out of a handbag and plopping down on, an, on a train seat and writing something quickly down as opposed to worrying about how I'm folding it, if my rings are going to be okay or the paper is going to be scrunched up. I don't have to worry about all that when I'm traveling. Yeah, so I ended up carrying, I think it was about six or seven organizers around the U.S. last year. <laughs> <laughs> totally nuts, really. I, I should have um, either parceled them up and sent them on ahead of me, but they took up so much. It took up about a third of the space in the in the suitcase. Uh, there was sort of sandwiched between sort of one lot of clothes underneath and one lot of clothes on top. I think there's a desire to want to build the, the planner pile when you go to these meetups and yeah. add and contribute. But then you realize that really all you've done is for one photo that may never come back again. Yeah. It's not worth it. Uh, so I don't travel with that many planners anymore. I, I limit myself to two and that's yeah. that's it. If, if I'm actually sort of traveling with a suitcase and I've got plenty of weight limit then yes I'll take a few more with me to show people yeah what have you. yeah um, but if it's like I'm gonna do this trip to London soon and it's just carry-on luggage weight limit 
it's just going to be the one planner, the one I'm using, <laughs> and no more. <laughs> Sorry, folks, yeah. but that's the way it is. It's um, but on top of that, of course, I'm carrying a a bootload of, tr- of tech get stuff with me. You know, laptop, yeah, there's always that iPad. too. Yeah, when you're oh, limited um, to weight, you have to be conscious about what you're bringing yeah. along and consider. Um, one of the my pet peeves, I don't know if it's a habit, maybe some people think it's a habit, for me it's not, but it's a pet peeve. I almost screamed when I saw a girl yank out sheets out of her planner without opening her rings. She just tore out sheets. She wrote down her number and her name, tore out the sheet and gave it to me. And I'm like, don't you see I have a planner here in front of me? Couldn't you just hand that? I could have just placed that into my planner. Oh. <laughs> Another bad habit. Opening the rings with your fingers. Oh, God, yes. <laughs> <laughs> no! My friends know that I that I chastise them, and so when I'm around them, they're like, oh, we can't do it that way. Katina's going to say something, so they'll have to use you the tabs. You must do it with the tabs. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, don't, please, in the name of everything holy, people, if you want to keep your rings safe and unbent and all of that, don't use, use the tabs, please. That's why they're there. <laughs> My God, invented I laughed when I opened one of my Gilio orders and it had a sheet of paper in there. How to open and close the rings. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Thanks, guys. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for the educative tip. We now yeah. know. And knowing's half the battle. Yeah. Um, well, Petra sent me a um, planner recently and it had one of my own cards from Firefox inside it. <laughs> Enjoy your new planner. Oh, Thanks. <laughs> Uh, well, uh, I also think as far as planning habits go, the good planning habits would include being consistent about your planning. So yes. it's not so much um, well, have you filled it up this week, but have you been consistent in opening it, in reading it, mm. and in writing in it? Those are the basics of planning. And if you're not doing those three things, you're missing out on a potentially very good habit development. So in other words, if you're sitting there wondering where your life is going and wondering if you can take it into a different direction and you want something better for yourself, have you considered the discipline of planning? And I think that's a nice nice uh, way for me anyway to to look at how I plan as a discipline, as a practice, so that I can continue to contribute to it on a weekly and monthly basis and track how I'm going with it. Because there are days when I'm stressed out and I don't want to look at anything or any planners. But when I go back to it, it reframes and refocuses my efforts in what I'm doing. Yes, use, your, use your planner to help you focus on the, the important things in life. And, you know, if, some, if you've got a problem that you're trying to solve and you know you've done it right in the past then hopefully if you go back in time yeah you might find a clue in your planner if you've written it down of course <laughs> as to how you did something it might only be something simple or whatever but use your planner to help jog your memory um about when you did something and that might prompt you to go and look somewhere else or look in, in your email or whatever it might be in the more detail because we're only Really, we don't go into great detail in our planners, but they help sort of signpost us back in the right direction. Well, that is often. that is part of the bad habits, right, Steve? Is not knowing where you've written the information to be able to mm. access it again. I think that's one of the things I appreciated about uh, DIY Fish's inserts 
is that she has a leftover little blocks on the sides of the pages where you can color in different colors for various topics. So you can cross-reference or index literally by color. If your planner is closed, you just look at the, the spine of your planner and you'll be able mm -hmm. to see all the various colors that come up. And so if you have reference phone numbers, let's say are green and people's names are blue, if you shut your planner and you look at the side of it, every time you've mentioned numbers or names, it will, if you've marked, of course, you have to go ahead and color mm. in. But that's a nice visual reference to be able to see where you've kept these. Because mm. that's one of the issues I have is I write stuff down and then I don't remember that I've written it down, that I've written it down, and I don't go back to look for it because I can't remember it's that I've written it down. associating with me that this, this happens. <laughs> One, one thing that I suddenly thought of was in this modern age of communications and the internet, no longer do we only communicate with each other by letter or telephone. It, it, there is a myriad of right. other communication mediums now. Yep. So if you just say reply to whoever it might be in your planner and you wrote it in on Monday and by Friday you still haven't replied to that communication also include which medium it was was it a Facebook message yeah. was it on an email was it a fax or whatever right. it was very good suggestion to help you sort of find it again because again I've done this several times I know someone's written to me about something maybe asking me a question and I go hunting high and low through my email, and I can't find it there. And then I suddenly remember it, it. They sent it to me via Facebook. Right, and I think that's a good but, suggestion. Maybe that would include, as far mm, as contextualizing things in the previous yeah, episode. So you've got it. You know, it's context again, isn't it? Yeah, it is. So put down which means it was that you've got to remember. Um, to you know where to look. Basically. Right. At that point, I would probably create a separate. A category of context and call it correspondence mm. and then yeah. just list the various correspondence types so that you would be able to access and I, I see no reason why you wouldn't be able to use acronyms or symbols to mm. make life easier for yourself yeah, simple yeah. isn't it you know, yeah. if it's, it's FB for Facebook you know, E three email or something like that. Yeah, and they have all sorts of rubber stamps. If you want to use the rubber yeah. stamps to just, be, if there's that many, I know people that. Okay. Just write Steve, it in. Steve's <laughs> mimicking the rubber rubber stamp motion, <laughs> <laughs> as one does. Um, but and why you I say that is a... because there's people that set up blogs weekly and they don't know if it's being posted to YouTube. Is it something that's being posted mm. uh, content-wise on a blog post and so on? So that would be helpful in managing and contextualizing correspondence and I think I think I'm actually going to incorporate that for this month and see how that works because I don't have a category mm. for correspondence it just falls into admin this generic component of admin it, right <laughs> and it's so much nicer to have to know that we have to get back to yeah. people with something on correspondence to actually correspond and communicate <laughs> wow <To> communicate <laughs> yes we're in this big wide world <laughs> it's um it always amazes me how, you know, you can go through a week and as you start the week off and you think, well, oh, it's going to be a fairly quiet week. Yeah, yeah. And it sort of creeps up on you. And all of a sudden, you know, instead of things gr adding to your planner in a nice gradual fashion, right. all of a sudden one day you can suddenly, you know, fill it up. And But it's, it's useful to sort of look back 
and think, well, it's now busier than last week in in total mm. but we managed to get through last week so don't think that you know you've got the world and the, and everyone on your shoulders sort of thing uh, you know it, it's that and also the the concept that when information arrives or when requests for action happen you don't need to act on them immediately on everything that's why you have mm. a planner right i think one mm. bad habit would be to write think that everything that comes into your inbox on that day is actionable on the same day Unless it's timely and you know that you have to act on it, why not delegate that throughout the week so that you have a more balanced perspective? Although I'm one of those people that likes to uh, make my week top-heavy so that Monday, Tuesday, Mm. Wednesday have the bulk amount of work done and then that alleviates me Thursday and Friday in case other things do come in, I can balance it Mm -hmm. out. Or if they don't, then I can even out my weekend and have a longer weekend or have more, more time to myself to take care of other projects and so on. Take care of your life balance, work-life balance. There is that the, too, right? If we don't take care of ourselves, yeah. then nothing happens. Mm. So try and... I think it's, to me, the whole thing about this good and bad sort of thing is it's extremes. Try and keep in the middle somewhere. Don't overuse the right. planner. Don't underuse it. Just use it to to help it run your life remember the planner is a tool the planner is a tool yeah. if, if, if at it, any point it's not to there to dictate right if you're serving your planner because there's nothing else left for you to do then we've got to rethink what's going on in your life <laughs> so and with that where can we find you on the net you can find me on instagram at karina tovmasian and on facebook at planerology everything hello where can we find you steve and as usual find me at filofaxi.com and travellersnotebooktimes.com. 